0: THE OPENING COMMENTARY TO THE FUTURIST MANIFESTO BY FILIPPO Tommaso MARINETTI HE STARTS BY CELEBRATING HIS EXPERIENCE OF A CAR CRASH we have been up all night my friends and i beneath mosque lamps whose brass copulas are bright as our souls because like them they were illuminated by the eternal glow of electric hearts and trampled underfoot our native sloth on opulent persian carpets we have been discussing right up to the limits of logic, and scrawling the paper with demented writing. Our hearts were filled with an immense pride at feeling ourselves standing quite alone, like lighthouses or like the sentinels in an outpost facing the army of enemy stars encamped in their celestial bivouacs alone with the engineers in the infernal stoke-holes of great ships along with the black spirits which rage in the belly of rogue locomotives alone with the drunkards beating their wings against the walls Then we were suddenly distracted by the rumbling of huge double-decker trams that were leaping by, streaked with light, like the villages celebrating their festivals which the Po, in flood suddenly knocks down and uproots, and in the rapids and eddies of a deluge drags down to the sea then the silence increased. As we listened to the last faint prayer of the old canal and the crumbling of the bones of the Muraban palaces, with their green growth of beard, suddenly the hungry automobiles roared beneath our windows." Come, my friends, I said, let us go. At last mythology and the mystic cult of the ideal have been left behind. We are going to be present at the birth of the centaur, and we shall soon see the first angels fly. We must break down the gates of life to test the bolts and padlocks. Let us go. Here, is the very first sunrise on earth, nothing equals the splendour of its red sword, which strikes for the first time in our millennial darkness. We went up to the three snorting machines to caress their breasts, I lay along mine like a corpse on its bier, but I suddenly revived again beneath the steering-wheel guillotine-knife which threatened my stomach. A great sweep of madness brought us sharply back to ourselves, and drove us through the streets, steep and deep, like dried-up torrents. Here and there unhappy lamps in the windows taught us to despise our mathematical eyes. Smell, I exclaimed, smell is good enough for wild beasts, and we hunted, like young lions, death with its black fur dappled with pale crosses, who ran before us in the vast violet sky, palpable and living and yet we had no ideal mistress stretching her form up to the clouds, nor yet a cruel queen to whom to offer our corpses twisted into the shape of Byzantine rings. No reason to die, unless it is the desire to be rid of the great weight of our courage. We drove on, crushing beneath our burning wheels, like shirt-collars under the iron, the watch-dogs on the steps of the houses. Death tamed, went in front of me at every corner, offering me his hand nicely, and sometimes lay on the ground, with a noise of creaking jaws, giving me velvet glances from the bottom of puddles. Let us leave good sense behind, like a hideous husk, and let us hurl ourselves, like fruit spiced with pride, into the immense mouth and breast of the world. Let us feed the unknown, not from despair, but simply to enrich the unfathomable reservoirs of the absurd." As soon as I had said these words, I turned sharply back on my tracks, with the mad intoxication of puppies biting their tails. And suddenly there were two cyclists disapproving of me and tottering in front of me like two persuasive but contradictory reasons. Their stupid swaying got in my way. What a bore! I stopped short, and in disgust hurled myself, Vlan, head over heels in a ditch, O oh, maternal ditch, half full of muddy water, a factory gutter, I savoured a mouthful of strengthening muck which recalled the black teat of my Sudanese nurse. As I raised my body, mud-splattered and smelly, I felt the red-hot poker of joy deliciously pierce my heart a crowd of fishermen and gouty naturalists crowded terrified around this marvel with patient and tentative care they raised high enormous grappling irons to fish up my car like a vast shark that had run aground it rose slowly leaving in the ditch like scales its heavy coachwork of good sense and its upholstery of comfort. We thought it was dead, my good shark, but I woke it with a single caress of its powerful back and it was revived running as fast as it could on its fins. Then, with my face covered in good factory mud, covered with metal scratches, useless sweat, and celestial grime, amid the complaint of stared fishermen and angry naturalists, we dictated our first will and testament to all the living men on earth.